Uh, I'd like to welcome onto the show Brian Bradley, who's a columnist and digital producer for the Toronto Star. Uh, Brian, welcome to the show. It's good to meet you because I don't believe we have before. Good morning, Kelly. I will talk to you any day of the week. All right. I'm loving this. Um, let's talk specifically about something missing from the gay village. It's the Alexander Wood statue. And it, if we could start out, um, who exactly is Andrew Alexander Wood? Or was he? Alexander. Alexander Wood was a businessman and magistrate uh, in what is now Toronto, what was then York. Uh, in the early 1800s, he was a, a really successful community builder uh, who later actually had been accused of sexual misconduct in how he was investigating a crime, um, um, a case of sexual assault, and he was run out of town. Um, two years later, he came back to York uh, fought in the War of 1812, but was permanently under a cloud of suspicion and of rumor as well of his sexual identity and never recovered. And out of that, um, there was he his history was that he was somewhat of a gay pioneer of someone who uh, who lost his reputation for b- b- being who people believed who he was. Um, and only recently did it come to light that he may have likely had uh, a role in the residential school system and our history and understanding of him has been completely reshaped. Okay, before we uh, get to the bottom of, of that, I want to go backwards. I, I think there's some uh, debate on exactly what he did that was controversial with regard to that uh, sex assault case. Do you know, uh, I've heard that he had, a woman had accused some uh, somebody of rape. As you said, basically, he would have scratch marks uh, there and either he grabbed the men accused um, to see if they were tender or he asked them to drop their drawers. Do you remember which it is? Or do you? Yes. He, as a magistrate, it's part of his job to help um, investigate and prosec- prosecute crimes. And there was a woman who was a victim of sexual assault who admitted that she harmed her attacker with scissors in the genitals. Scissors? And... The way he invested, well, went about on his own to investigate that crime was approaching at least one subject um, who was a suspect and asked him to drop his pants so mm-hmm. Alexander Wood could inspect him. Right. And is that where the uh, rumors of him being gay started or was it after? Because I understand he was kind of a bit of a flamboyant dresser. Exactly. So, you know, language or how we understand sexual identity has evolved, and there's nothing on the historical record that would indicate he was different from anyone else other than mm-hmm. being a colorful character. It was um, the negative connotation of how he chose his conduct, how he chose to investigate that crime that largely fueled the rumors about his sexual identity and damaged his reputation in the, in the era that it was. Okay, so why, why did they decide to celebrate him? Uh, 14 years ago by by erecting this statue uh, in the gay village. The BIA at the time wanted to make an effort to recognize history and how far we've come. The area of the gay village in Toronto is in an area of land that had been owned by Alexander Wood. That was later nicknamed Molly Wood's Bush, which was a a derogatory way. I think we get it. We get it. (laughs) So they wanted to recognize that little bit of history. And they had, uh, he was the first name that came to mind. And they just kind of saw him as someone who overcame adversity, trying to reclaim his name for being who he was, is how they Mm -hmm. saw him at the time. All right. And then all of a sudden, we start finding unmarked graves in residential schools. Um, 
uh, oh, just a little over a year ago. So uh, then we started to look into figures that may be associated with the residential school system. Where exactly does Wood fit in? Because I understand there's still debate on that. Credit um, to give credit where it's due. The BAA had done their own research themselves all these new la- all these years later with a new board, and they unveiled that Wood had been treasurer and founding member of a committee that was part of the movement at the time to colonialize and, in their perspective, um, bring reshape Indigenous children um, mm-hmm. their lives. And it largely collected money and raised money for what became an institution and later a residential school in Sault Ste. Marie, at least one. So the BIA had put out a letter themselves revealing this this new development 16 years after the statue had been there and were calling for its removal. Okay. So who removed the statue? Because all of a sudden... It disappeared yesterday morning. Someone discovered the statue was not there. They found it in a dumpster. Uh, who is suspected of removing that statue? Have we got a definitive answer? Yes. The BIA themselves had the statue removed uh, early Monday mm-hmm. without um, any advance notice, any public consultation, or even notifying the city um, recently that they were going to be doing that. And what's the reaction been like? The reaction has been quite interesting. There was a large outcry of, you know, more so out of respect for the artist of what happened to the statue. Was his family uh, consulted? What's Why was it just thrown into a dumpster? Um, confusion initially because the BIA, um, when it was first taken down, wasn't taking ownership and weren't talking of the fact that they were the people who took it down. People were slamming Councillor Kristen Wong Tam's office with calls, believing it was a city initiative, and it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was just a lot of confusion as the waters seemed to settle. Uh, I really didn't see very much argument that people believed, um, it shouldn't have been taken down. It was more confusion over the whole process and, um, upset that there wasn't any type of consultation with the community that perhaps the statue could have been brought to the gay archives, which is a really strong organization, or the statue could have been given to Dell Newbigging's family. He was the artist. It literally was just thrown into a dumpster um, with it was something like 10 tons of, of granite podium that had, had been stood on and, and was carried away. Jeez. I, I, so it's carried away. We don't know if it's being melted down or re- being uh, sold for scrap. They're not saying a thing about it. How much did the how much did the city and taxpayers pay for this? Because I understand there was a split. The BIA paid for a lot of the statue, but originally, how much are the taxpayers in for? The BIA um, in two thousand five had been given a grant from the city of two hundred thousand dollars in order to commission uh, the statue. It, the costs were on the BIA, who are in part funded by dollars of the community, um, to maintain, erect, and uh, keep the the statue in place for all these years since it's been up. Okay, sorry, I missed the taxation. Uh, sorry, how much were, did the city kick in? $200,000. The city kicked in $200,000? Yes. <laughs> wow. In uh, 2005. We're getting nothing back that we know of. No, no. Um, the city was... The BIA in... 2021, after revelations of the residential school connection kicked in, put out this letter to John Tory calling 
for the statute to be taken down as if the city had some responsibility. Right. And the BIA was then quietly informed by the city. It really is their statute. It's theirs to do with what they want. And the city really had no knowledge from there as to their plans. All right. I really appreciate your time, Brian. It's been a pleasure having you on the show. All right. Good to talk with you, Kelly. Thank you. All right. Cheers. Brian Bradley is a reporter and digital producer at the Toronto Star.